Welcome to the Gaggle Podcast, where we bring you inside the newsroom to talk Arizona politics beyond what's in print. I'm Michael Squires, the politics editor at the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. Joining me this week at our Arizona Capitol Bureau are Dustin Gardner, legislative reporter. Aliyah Rao, legislative reporter. Dan Nowicki, national political reporter. This week on the Gaggle, the Secretary of State's office reverses course and will cooperate with the Trump administration in providing them with Arizona voter data. And we look at whether Russians tried to hack some of that data. But we start with Senator John McCain opposing his party's latest attempt to undo Obamacare and President Trump saying he respects their difference of opinion. Of course, I'm just kidding. He's ignited another Trump tirade against McCain. Dan, this time the legislation, the Graham-Cassidy bill, didn't have enough support to get a vote even. What were McCain's objections to that? Well, it wasn't as dramatic as the thumbs down in the middle of the night uh, when he torpedoed the skinny repeal, but McCain issued a statement on Friday that kind of shouldn't have come to a surprise to anybody. Um, Trump kind of suggested it came as a surprise, but uh, basically objecting to the process. Um, McCain, since he returned to the Senate uh, after undergoing cancer treatment, has made a, a big deal about returning to regular order. He's kind of on a one-man crusade to, to save the Senate. Uh, he's an institutionalist. So uh, he wants to go back to the, to the good old days where, you know, partisanship was, was much more minimal. Uh, the parties worked together. They had committee hearings. They hashed out bills. They, they took testimony from witnesses, and they offered amendments. And it seems like that Senate is a long time ago, but McCain is sticking to it. And so even though Lindsey Graham, one of his best friends, was the author of this bill, McCain still said he couldn't support it. So you're, he, he's wanting to go to the to the operation of the Senate, sort of like as you would read it in a textbook, as it's uh, kind of sort of drawn up and intended to run. You don't have to go back that far, but probably when McCain joined the Senate in the 80s, there was still a lot of that going on. It was probably a very different place. And I think McCain uh, looks at this you know, current atmosphere of, of partisanship and, and backbiting and would like to go back to those old days. So Trump is blaming McCain. Others opposed it as well, but he's really made McCain sort of the face of its failure. He's trying to do that. Yes, going back to 2015, McCain and Trump have been uh, feuding. We've been chronicling that episode by episode as as they happened. But uh, uh, definitely McCain is still living inside Trump's head. Uh, Since he announced on Friday... uh, Trump has taken several several shots at McCain, including at a rally in Alabama on Friday night. Um, early morning tweets on Saturday he went after McCain, called into an Alabama show hosted by Rick and Bubba on Monday morning, attacked McCain some more, complained about McCain at a private dinner at the White House with conservative activists. So uh, Basically, he's putting all the blame on McCain. He said he said explicitly, without McCain, we'd have we'd have done it. We'd have repealed Obamacare. And 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 Trump's criticism of McCain, though, is that you promised when you ran for re-election. And it wasn't a, a small promise. So he was central to McCain's re-election campaign, repealing and replacing Obamacare. I guess McCain would argue that I'm still for repealing and replacing it, but I'm for doing it in a bipartisan way. Uh, at least you at least following regular order whether the democrats choose to participate or not so um where's the rest of the arizona delegation on this bill flake was for it um on the in the house side you have the democrats against it Uh, i'm not sure if every 
Republican even took a stand on it. It seemed like never really got that far. They probably were waiting to see how it emerged. So is this the last we hear of efforts to overturn Obamacare from the Republicans? Uh, well, they seem to be moving on to tax reform, but President Trump is still talking about bringing it back maybe in January or February. So since we're talking about McCain, just uh, any quick updates on his health? Uh, he was on 60 Minutes on Sunday. Right. Uh, kind of a moving interview. He uh, disclosed some details about his uh, diagnosis. He said that the doctors gave him a very poor prognosis. Uh, so he, he talked about how he, how he took the news, how he heard the news. He was driving up to his cabin near Sedona and it was a Friday. He'd, he'd had a, an examination. He was about two-thirds of the way there, and then he got uh, called by his doctor and had to make a U-turn and come back because it was that serious. And that, and that was the day that he had that emergency operation uh, for the blood clot that turned out to be related to brain cancer. Did he say anything more about his treatment or where it goes from here? No, just that he's, uh, he, despite the, the prognosis, he's got the best doctors and he's celebrating his life and you know continuing with his work he's keeping a full work schedule at the senate so the russian government attempted to hack arizona voter registration system during the 2016 election or at least that's what the Department of Homeland Security is telling Arizona officials. Aaliyah, have they expanded on that at all? No, short answer. <laughs> they basically called Secretary Reagan and I think 20 other states on Friday morning and confirmed officially, so it took them, what, eight months, to that there had been hacking attempts in those 21 states. But then they said, we'll give you more details at our next meeting sometime in October. And so in the interim, what do they do? Do they, is there some sort of uh, audit or evaluation that can be done here? There actually already was. The state did a pretty big audit. They had heard initially from the FBI, I think last fall or early this year, that there was a hacking attempt. So they did a, according to the Secretary of State's office, a thorough audit of all their voter registration systems. And this isn't ballots that were cast. To be clear, this is actually the voter registration databases that are online and have kind of a public, you know, face online, not not any ballots that were cast. But they went through all those programs and did a look at those. They did find that there was an attempt to access that system in Gila County. But according to the Secretary of State's office, they confirmed that that attempt was not successful. And they don't believe that there were any successful attempts to hack the systems in Arizona. So some of the, the speculation I've heard on this sort of hacking, you're like, well, why won't they just go change the voter counts? But if you were able to get into access a database like that, you could take people out of it or you could add people into it who shouldn't be in there. You could create a lot of chaos around an election that would surface on election day or when people actually started trying to vote. What, what are Arizona officials saying, if anything, about what they think the motives would be to doing that? They really haven't, but, but I think what you said is correct. I mean, you have a lot of cases of provisional ballots that are cast in Arizona. Um, if you saw a big increase in that or big changes in that, that could have incredible impacts on voter turnout on voter numbers in terms of who won, who lost, and by what percentage. So so there could be some significant impacts, even though it wasn't maybe the ballots themselves, in terms of those roles, keeping people from voting or letting, you know, bots vote. There's all kinds of things. So uh, President Trump certainly and some of the Republicans have uh, 
have sort of poo-pooed these sorts of investigations and speculation on Russian involvement and the, the extent of its impact. Dan, do you think, is it too politicized for there to be an honest look at, you know, not just here in Arizona, but more broadly at the national level, what what, what was actually done and the impact? No, I, I don't think so. I think a lot of the, the politicization has come from the White House. But I think in Congress, there's a desire to get to the bottom of it. But I think there's a lot of questions about why it took Department of Homeland Security so long to confirm this. And hopefully that's an answer that we'll get in the next couple of weeks when we get more information from them. Speaking of voter data, Dustin, uh, Secretary of State Michelle Reagan has reversed course on a Trump administration request for voter data, and they're looking at potential, uh, what, illegal voting in the presidential race in 2016 elections? Yeah, so the president created a commission through executive order, and that commission is tasked with investigating his claims of voter fraud, um, widespread voter fraud. You know, he said that millions of people voted illegally in the election, and that is why Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. So that's the commission's all about looking at whether there are people that are voting in multiple states, whether there are, there are non-residents voting. Um, and as part of that, they've requested data from every state. And Michelle Reagan's stance on Arizona's response to that seems to keep shifting. So where is it now? So Initially, when when this issue first came out in June, she said that she was going to release some limited information that would be public record, but she would not release um, personal identifying information like social security numbers or maiden names. Um, and then right before the July 4th holiday, her office put out a letter and a release saying that she was denying their commission's request. And the letter reads essentially that she's not releasing anything. Um, and then now um, the commission has submitted a follow-up request to the state that came in late July, and her office has been mulling the response to that that second request. Um, and just last week, her camp is saying that she's willing to release whatever is public information as long as the commission submits a record request form. Their complaint was the commission had never followed the proper process and submitted a record request form to her office. So now it looks like she's shifted again, um, but we're still waiting for her formal response to come out. She's working on a joint letter with seven other secretaries of state around the country, all Republicans, to respond to this commission's request. So she is a Republican, Michelle Reagan, and she has a primary challenge, uh, State Senator Steve Montenegro. And he's been pretty critical. What, is he, what has he said about her re- response to this? Yeah, Senator Montenegro has um, you know, gone after her pretty intensely on this. He's saying that her denial of that commission request is essentially taking the Democrats' position, that she's showing that she has disdain for President Trump. And he said this is one, in, one of several things in a, in a series of, of insults to President Trump from Secretary Reagan. Um, so she's getting attacked pretty hard on the right for this. Um, but you know, there were also a lot of complaints from voters when she initially said she'd provide um, the information that was public record. So she's kind of she's she's kind of facing you know pretty tough criticism on both sides with this. Have there been any other concerns with the work? Uh, this is Chris Kobach. He's the the Kansas Secretary of State. Um, any concern about the work that his group is doing? The validity of it? 
Yeah, so Kobach, who is the vice chair of this commission, he has, has often talked about, you know, these these allegations of widespread bro- voter fraud. Um, but so far, you know, there has, there hasn't been substantiated. All the studies that have looked at this have found that voter fraud is generally pretty isolated and would, ne- you know, nothing to the numbers that would influence the outcome of an election. Aliyah, you profiled him at one point. He was involved uh, in the SB 1070 uh, legislation back in 2010. What kind of guy is he? Definitely uh very motivated. He's he seems to be a, a really true believer in key issues. He was more than involved in 1070. He basically, along with Russell Pierce, wrote it. And by wrote it, I mean via email, word by word, during legislative hearings, he was contributing input on the legality of it. He swore up and down to me that the whole thing was legal, which uh, was disagreed upon by the U.S. Supreme Court a little while later. So, you know, he, he's not always right. But he's he's been big on this voter issue. He's been big on the voter fraud allegations for years and years, even when he was doing 1070 stuff. He was also fundamental in some of the legislation we've seen around the country on kind of preventing voter fraud, voter ID. He's been really big on voter ID issues. So we can expect him to bring that sort of skepticism to, to this project. Correct. He definitely has a very targeted focus on those issues. For our final segment, uh, what are you watching for this week, Dan? Uh, just on the lookout for some potential big developments in Arizona's emerging emerging 2018 Senate race. Aaliyah? I'm hopefully waiting for the Department of Homeland Security to finally tell us whether we have or have not been hacked. Dustin? I'm looking at the governor's water talks. Um, you know, there's a lot of concern in the state about long-term water supply, but the governor is trying to have uh, broad policy discussions about that without triggering sort of a PR crisis or sending a bad message about um, Arizona's water supply in a way that would impact economic development. So looking at that and seeing how they're trying to walk that balance. America, keep coming. There's plenty of water here to drink. Is that the message? Yeah, that's the message. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Gaggle Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at MG Squires. I'm at Dustin Gardner. I'm at Aliyah Rao. I'm at Dan Nowicki, just like my byline. Thanks to the politics team. Our production team is Jojo Huckaba, Haley Sanchez, and Kayla White. Please subscribe to the show and review it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. See you next week.